0: Camp of Sunday's readings. It's time for homily highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from the wonderful Father Mark Benz, pastor at St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield. The vigil mass was that God keeps His promises even if it takes a long time, from our perspective, it's not long for God. He will keep his promise, he's faithful. Then at the Midnight Mass, we heard how Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was come to bring peace in the midst of a chaotic world. And now this morning, we get the crown jewel, John's Gospel, which reveals the truth of who this baby is. This is not a regular baby, in case you didn't know that. This is not a regular baby, this is God who has become man. It isn't a play. It's not pretend. He didn't just put on a human disguise. If he just put on a human disguise and he's not really human, then it's not amazing. It's just simply a trick, right? It's truly that God has taken on a human nature. He is fully God and fully man, which is why the animals stare with open mouths. The angels sing, praise, and why we must give our lives, because nothing like this has ever happened before. Nothing like this ever happened before. The second reading that we heard in Spanish, the book of Hebrews said, to which of the angels did God ever say, you're my son? This is not an angel. This is God who in the beginning we heard, in the beginning who created everything, the word that created all of the universe and you and me, This word has become flesh, has taken on a human nature, and in Jesus Christ, in the human flesh of Jesus, we see the new creation. Remember in the beginning, we've been going through the Bible study, right? Remember what we've been talking about, how we were created beautiful, everything was created perfect, but we blew it. Sin entered the world through the envy of the devil and through our disobedience. And so creation became corrupted. And it needed renewal and restoration and rebuilding. And what happens? The creator doesn't just snap his fingers. He chooses to enter into that broken world, taking on everything that we have except sin and becoming in his flesh the new creation. So everyone who unites themselves to Jesus becomes a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come, which is why the sacraments of the church are so important, because we have been living in sin and in death, and we must become new creatures. So in baptism, the old self dies, and we are plunged into the flesh of Jesus. We become one with that redeemed flesh that is God and man. And then, I don't know about you, but I'm not always so good at keeping faithful to what I've received. I sin, and so I need forgiveness. And so that's why we have the sacrament of confession, so we can be forgiven of our sins when we fail. And then, of course, we see that the Lord isn't content to just forgive us. He wants to be our food. Look at where he's laid. He's laid in a manger. What's a manger for? It's a feed trough for animals, isn't it? So he shows us already in Bethlehem that he has come not just to be one with our families, not just to become one with our nature, but to become our food. We who are beasts and lost in sin, he comes and offers himself as he does. On the, he's laid on the wood of the feed trough and offered himself later as food where he lays down on the wood of the cross, the new feed trough, and says, this is my body given for you. Take and eat. This is my blood given for you. Take and drink. And so by eating of the redeemed flesh of Jesus, the risen glorified flesh of Jesus in the Eucharist, we receive divine life and we become divinized. We become one with God. Do you remember the lie of Satan in the beginning? Remember the lie of Satan? He says, you know, God is hiding something from you, right? He doesn't want you to eat that fruit, because if you eat that fruit, you'll become like God. And God doesn't want that. That's the implication. But we see in Jesus that's a total lie. He's always wanted us to be like him. And now he offers the way. There's no other way. There's no other truth. There's no other life. If you unite yourself to Jesus, if you unite yourself to his flesh, and you stay a part of that body, you become one with God. And something we couldn't have even imagined or hoped for is made possible. You, creature that you are, me, creature that I am, sinful, imperfect, totally limited, we become united to divinity, and we become one with God. And so, is it any wonder the angels rejoice? We need to sing about this. We need to praise God for this, and there's no way in one Mass we can understand it all. Which is why we need to pray and reflect on it often. One of the powerful ways, obviously other than coming to Sunday Mass, we need to come to Sunday Mass, because realize, uh, how many of you have had a baby before? Okay. Okay, all right. um, Can you just like set the baby aside and be like, okay, you take care of yourself and I'm going on vacation, right? <laughs> no the baby takes all your time right it changes your life but you're happy to have your life changed right it's beautiful it's a sacrifice it's difficult but guess what there's love there's joy there's peace there's so much that comes when we accept the baby into our life but you can't be a good parent if you're not willing to allow it to change your life And the same thing is true with God. He shows us that religion is not something that you can just set aside or just do sometimes. No, like the baby, Jesus Christ must be Lord of everything. He must determine the way you live, your free time, the way you eat, the way you dress, the people you hang out with, and, of course, how we worship. We can't just pray the way we want. We have to ask the question, does God ask something of us? Does he have a way he likes to be worshiped? And the answer is yes, Jesus Christ told us on the last supper, he says, do this in memory of me. Do this, what is this? The Eucharist that he does with his disciples. And so if we don't do this, we are disobedient to the Lord. It's not okay for us to stay away. We must be here every Sunday. You know what happened to the Jewish people if they didn't observe the Passover, they were cut off from the covenant. This is the new covenant meal, whereas the old one was a sign and a liberation from slavery to Egypt. The new Passover, the flesh of Christ offered to the Father as the once for all sacrifice liberates us from sin and death, it's the new and greater Passover, and the new and greater Passover meal requires that we eat of it. And if we're not ready, we need to make ourselves ready, we need to go to confession so that we are washed clean. And we can be one with him because friends if we're not one with him we remain in darkness and sin and death but christ has come to give you life amen Amen. hallelujah hallelujah that's the christmas message is that god reveals the lies of satan they're exactly what they are lies god wants you to be one with him the only thing keeping you from being one with him is yourself we have to look at very clearly the only thing keeping me from god is my decision to hold on to my sin i can choose God, or I can choose myself, my own pleasures, my own ideas, my own thoughts. That's the choice in front of us, brothers and sisters. So let us choose Christ. Let us see in Him this incredible gift that we could have never earned in a million years. God, the Creator, became one with us. Somebody had this example. It's kind of like you try and think about how crazy that is that God would become one of His creatures. It's like you. If you were walking outside and you saw a bunch of worms on the sidewalk and you're like, huh, those worms are having a hard time. Maybe I'll help them out. Hmm, maybe I'll become a worm. Eat worm food, learn worm language. Maybe I'll even let them kill me. Who thinks like that? The difference between you and a worm is far less than the difference between God and us. And yet God chose to become a worm. Chose to become one of you and me to show us the depth of his love. If you think God isn't serious about you, if you think God doesn't love you, look at Jesus and see the love of the Father. As John's Gospel said, the only begotten Son, no one has seen the Father, but the only begotten Son has made him known, has revealed him to the world. So when you look at Jesus, when you look in the nativity, see the love that God has for you and respond to it. Don't just be like, thanks God and walk off No, Christmas needs to be the central focus of your life. The central focus of your life to understand that this event is the only new thing that has ever happened. Everything else is old and has happened before, and people aren't learning from history, so they repeat the same old mistakes. But this is the one new thing in history. It's why we measure all of history, B.C., A.D. Before Christ, the year of the Lord, because this is history, his story. You're living in His story, and as you unite yourself to Him, you become part of the story, the one story, and if you don't live it, you're missing the point of your whole life. The point of all of creation is about Him, the King, the Lord, Jesus Christ. He is both the Word of God and the Son of Man. If He's not God, He can't save us. And if he's not really man, then all this is a play and he didn't really die on the cross and we better go home because it's just an illusion and a lie. No, friends, he's truly God and truly man and because of that we can rejoice as long as we stay united to him. One of the ways the church offers to us to remain united in him is is the Holy Rosary. It's a biblical prayer. It's a prayer that is mainly meditation on the scriptures. A lot of people don't understand that. I think it's a bunch of repetitive prayers. The repetitive prayers are a meditative technique to help calm your mind and your heart. Also, they're beautiful prayers. The Hail Mary comes right from the scriptures. It's the words of the angel to Mary and Elizabeth, and then a prayer at the end, asking her to pray for us. But the fact is, is that the real power of the rosary is, is not so much in the vocal prayer, but in the meditation on the mysteries. And so, if you don't have a good imagination, what we're going to do is we're going to pray just the third mystery, the birth of Jesus, And I'm going to teach you how to do this so that you know the power of this prayer when you do it yourself or with your families. Okay? As we pray, if you don't have a good imagination, keep your eyes open and look at the nativity scene and place yourself there. Look at the characters as we pray and invite Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit into your heart. Okay? If you have a great imagination, you can close your eyes and place yourself in that scene. But let's pray and pray with me as we do this to ask the Holy Spirit to convince your heart of the truth of Christmas and your need to respond to it. I need to respond more every day. I'm a priest. I've been trying to follow the Lord, but I know I need more. Do you need more? We don't understand it at all, what God has done for us. And so we need to pray our whole life, every single day, come Holy Spirit, I need to understand. So let's kneel together if you can. Otherwise, you can remain seated with me and we'll pray the mystery of the nativity. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Mark Bentz, pastor at St. Alice Church in Springfield.